Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Fire and graffiti are just the beginning. We're going to be talking about this in light of the Supreme Court's overruling of the abortion decisions. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Well, this fire and graffiti, or just the beginning, comes from Jane's Revenge. They posted that, and they took credit for fire bombings and graffiti of pro-life centers across the country. This was before the decision came down, but after the decision was leaked, but before the June 24 decision overturning the abortion decisions. And they said, this is just the beginning, and there's going to be a lot more activity, a lot more violence because of this decision. They're threatening that anybody who's pro-life or any of these pro-life organizations or centers, they need to shut down now, otherwise they will be the target. They also say that actually doing violence brings them joy. Imagine that. They say, through attacking... We find joy. That's exactly a quote. Through attacking, we find joy. Well, you just think about that. The violence in the womb has now spilled out into the streets. That's they right. They find joy in both of those. The abortion mask has been removed, and now you're seeing the real evil. They have been directing this behind the scenes, if you will, so that you can't see it. They're covering up what happens in the abortion clinics inside the womb, the devastation that takes place in these clinics, the bloodshed that is ultimately taking place in these clinics. And the media won't allow you to show the pictures and photographs of these abortions. If it were a whale that was being butchered or an eagle that was being uh, defeathered uh, while it's alive, uh, that horrible you know, brutality, they would put that on TV. They would put it on the front page of the print, and people would be outraged, and they'd say, well, this needs to come to an end. But if it's abortion, they don't want anyone to see what actually happens here. But that violence has always been there, that destruction of human life, particularly the most vulnerable and defenseless among us, the preborn, has always been there. And now that there are people that are physical, visible, that are pro-life, and visible centers that are helping people in their pro-life scenarios and their missions and ministries, those are the target. And these people have redirected their anger to other people, and the anger and the violence is increasing across the country. You know, and my question is, where is Attorney General Merrick Garland? Why isn't he enforcing the rule of law? Why aren't they arresting these people? That would shut it down immediately if they arrested them, put them behind bars. It would stop it all, but he's just letting them well, run. Well, for example, they know the—you know, first of all, they— Jane's Revenge, you could certainly find out who's uh, behind all these postings because you could mm -hmm. find out, they could subpoena the URLs, and you could find out who's behind it. You could arrest those individuals. Well, they individuals. put their name on the sign. They're not hiding it. Yeah. They put it on their sign. They call it Jane's Revenge. They put it out there for threats, and they are targeting the justices. And before the decision came down, and even after the decision came down, they're targeting the justices. But there's a federal law, Matt, that prohibits you from threatening, even protesting, justices and judges. Yeah, if your intent is to change their vote, and that's exactly what their intent has always right. been. And now, even after the decision, you know, some people have gone after 
Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, mm -hmm. because of his concurring opinion. His concurring opinion says that the Supreme Court ought to reconsider some of the previous decisions because they were never based in the Constitution. They used what's called substantive due process to advance same-sex marriage and strike down the sodomy law in Texas. All of that was based on just judge-made, made-up ideas and nothing related to the Constitution. Some people have gone to the point and said, well, Samuel Jackson, for example, amazing, you know, it's hard for him to carry a sentence intelligently unless he's reading it on a script, but he was trying to lecture Clarence Thomas, who was a brilliant, mm -hmm. brilliant jurist, by the way, and he's saying, well, you know, you're undermining interracial marriage, calling him Uncle Thomas. I mean, it's just insulting. Mm -hmm. You know, give me a break. Really? How stupid can you They're be? getting desperate. They are Justice desperate. Justice Thomas is in an interracial marriage. They're desperate. His wife is white. He is black. You think he's undermining interracial marriage? No way. Interracial marriage, the Loving versus Virginia case that was about interracial marriage, that wasn't based on substantive due process. It's based on equal protection. And that is part of the Constitution. And what we had in the Virginia case is segregation put in every aspect. The legislators, which were Democrat, by the way, because they were the ones passing these Jim Crow laws that were segregating people of color. That was the Democrats, not the Republicans. And in Virginia, you had that Democratic leadership, the Jim Crow ideology, that were putting segregation into every area. And so one of the areas they wanted to segregate was marriage. Let's say, well, let's segregate marriage. So you can't get married to somebody else of a different race or a different ethnicity. That's what that was about. Well, that was a clear violation of the constitutional protection on equal protection, as well as, you know, we've had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, which prohibits discrimination on the basis of race. That's a constitutional provision. People pass that as part of one of the amendments of the United States Constitution. That has nothing to do with some judge-made substantive due process or some other kind of penumbra emanating from the Constitution. So when he says we need to reconsider substantive due process, it would not affect interracial marriage. So the people that try to make these arguments, they're just airheads. They're blockheads, right, right. frankly. I, you know, I don't know what else to say about them. They're just liars, frankly, because they either completely ignorant or they're completely a liar or they're a combination of both they're desperate but let's go back to 2020 you know and senator chuck schumer got in front of the supreme court and he threatened justice kavanaugh and justice gorsuch because they had just heard a previous abortion case about the louisiana abortion law and he threatened them he said i'm going to tell you gorsuch i want to tell you kavanaugh you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price you won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions nothing happened to schumer they no, let him happened. do that that's a violation of federal law to right schumer there when he threatened them out in front of the united states supreme court so did nancy pelosi so did other uh, democratic members of congress so they're just giving the so green light James to these Revenge. people yeah they're just giving them the opportunity to nothing will happen intimidate to you them. yeah that is i think what is really frustrating to people which is this double standard right. here 
You know, one of the things that we did in our in this abortion decision is we've been working for actually the inception of Liberty Council. It was founded in 1989, and I was working from 1983 before that, and then founded Liberty Council with my wife Anita. Our mission has been to overturn Roe v. Wade, among other things, to advance religious freedom. This is an incredible development. We wrote an amicus brief that's a very powerful amicus brief. It's cited in this ultimate decision, and we wrote it on behalf of 70,000 African-American and Hispanic churches showing that abortion has always been a racist, eugenic proposition. Which is what the left says the opposite to try to fight. <laughs> and, you know, the crazy thing is, is that they say, well, this is a racist decision to overturn the abortion. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually the opposite. Abortion has always been racist. targets black and Hispanics primarily. And Margaret Sanger wanted to eliminate the black population. You know that more babies in New York are aborted than are born. I know. It's, a, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and, you know, the Margaret Sanger was a she wanted to she was she believed in darwinian evolution and she believed that you could evolve a superhuman race and how do you do that you eliminate the quote weeds right among the garden if you will with referring to minorities black and hispanics the weeds in her view disabled were, yeah, yeah minorities blacks hispanics disabled low iq people mm -hmm. you eliminate those because weeds. they're bringing down yeah these weeds in her view are bringing down the evolution of humanity. So you need to eliminate them. How do you eliminate them? Well, first of all, she eliminated them through contraceptives. Don't allow them to procreate. Give them the contraceptives and put it in the black communities, and that's what she did. Then abortion came around, and that's why today the vast, vast majority of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are still in black and brown neighborhoods. The largest abortion clinic in the United States is in Houston, Texas, in the middle of a black and brown neighborhood. It has been a eugenic, racist movement from the beginning. And unfortunately, the Supreme Court put a stamp of approval on it in 1973. And they continued to do that for nearly 50 years until June 24, 2022. Thank you, Lord. And we urge the Supreme Court to finally jettison these abortion decisions and stop the stamp of approval on this racist, genocidal history. And that happened on June 24. But now the battle really intensifies. Go to Liberty Council's website, pray for our team, help support the mission involving the sanctity of human life on the Capitol Hill, in the states, all around the country, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.